This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hola, buongiorno, bienvenidos. Welcome to an all new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your messy host, <laughs> Lo von Rumpf, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. <sighs> I'm feeling zen, feeling relaxed. Oh, just coming back from a little three day getaway, jaunt into the forest with my love, Elliot Knight, and it was everything I hoped it would be and more. God, it felt so good to leave the concrete jungle. That is Los Angeles. It was just long overdue and much needed. Elliot hadn't left LA during the pandemic, either had I. So we're both ready to get the hell out. Uh, but this little impromptu, spontaneous cabin retreat into Lake Arrowhead uh, just worked out perfect with timing and our schedules. And yeah, I couldn't have planned it better, even though there wasn't much planning that actually went into it. It was so cute. While I was there, I was getting messages from my kings and queens. You guys DMing me saying, Lo, hope you're having a good time. Can't wait to hear about your trip. We want to hear all about it. <sighs> so I'm happy to be here with you guys today and let you know that this little cabin retreat, Cancer Cabin Broke Back Mountain Retreat, was a solid 10 out of 10 experience. I went into it with three goals in mind. I wrote them down in my little notebook. These are the things that I hope to get from this trip, like my takeaways or goals. Also wrote, you know, things I need to bring. And I pack like I'm leaving for five weeks, but it was, you know, only a few days. But anyway, my goals that I had, first one was to decompress and to just unwind and to focus on what really matters. That was very important to me. And mission accomplished. I got to focus on what really matters, just no pressure, enjoying the moment and uh, hanging out and connecting with someone I love and care about so much. And second goal on my list was to connect with nature. I want pine trees. Give me some freaking lake water. Not jumping in it. That's disgusting. Not down with that. But I love to appreciate it. You know, I'm down to be on a boat or to frolic around the water, take in the view, enjoy a sunset, breathe some fresh air, and enjoy a freaking pine tree. And I did all of the above. So it was really nice to just enjoy being in the moment with nature. Not down for bugs either. <laughs> Ellie and I were sitting out on this little patio area that we had, and I'm trying to give him like a nice, sweet, beautiful toast for his birthday. We we're also celebrating his birthday while we were there. And as I'm trying to do this toast, moth just freaking hits me in the face. Bugs are everywhere. Then at one point, a raccoon just climbed onto the patio while I was sitting out there with him. <sighs> Hate it. Raccoons are cute, like their little human looking hands freak me out. Um, but I was just worried that it was a rabid raccoon. They carry diseases. I don't need that in my life right now. So that terrified me. And I, <laughs> I ran inside, as did Elliot. Um, but outside from a nasty rabid raccoon and a few moths and some crickets and a few ants, there was like a fire ant crawling on Elliot's shoulder. Anyway, besides that, the nature was absolutely beautiful. The weather was great, and I really got to enjoy all that Mother Nature has to offer. And the third goal on my list was for Elliot to feel loved, special, appreciated, and just know how important he is to me on this little trip because we're celebrating his actual birthday. We were there July 10th, so that was really sweet to bring in his birthday in a cabin in the woods. And I know he's not big on celebrating his birthday, and he usually gets stressed out about it, as do I sometimes. So I relate to him on that point. So because of that, him going into birthdays, usually feeling stress and not looking forward to celebrating them, I really just wanted to knock this one out of the park for him so he could just feel completely decompressed, 
no stress, no pressure. Just enjoy the moment and not worry about a damn thing. Mission accomplished. I think he had a really nice birthday. He said he did, uh, but it was cute. I blew up some Pikachu balloons and we went and caught Pokemon together and uh, and we watched movies and we drank wine and we laughed our asses off. And we talked about everything and anything. And that's the thing about Elliot that I'm still trying to wrap my mind around. It's crazy. The dynamic we have, we never run out of shit to talk about ever. The conversation is always going and flowing and we talk about everything and anything. And even if we're sitting in silence, there's such a comfort there which I don't have with a lot of people where you could just be in the moment and be okay. It was perfect. Yeah. I definitely could have done a few more days in the forest because I was just enjoying myself so much. The bed wasn't that comfortable, but outside from that, it was a 10 out of 10. And when it comes to Elliot, I already feel so connected with Elliot going into this little trip, but my God, after this trip, we just connected our little avatar tails and um, yeah, enjoyed every single second of it. And it was, again, everything I needed. And, and I thought to myself, God, I need to do this again. Like it's just so needed because it helps with mental health. Really though, mentally, physically, spiritually, this trip just did it all for me. A nice little reset button to uh, get my priorities in check. So coming off of my little cancer crab retreat, I was really focusing on my mental health and self-care. So I thought I should do an episode about that. I should bring it to the low life. So that's today's focus is self-care. And it's important. And I I mean, I talk about mental health all the time on this show. Um, I have no problem. You guys know, and I deal with some shit and sometimes I'm going through it. And I know there's a little taboo when it comes to mental health and there's a lot of stigma around therapy and having conversations. But Right now, more than ever, I think these conversations are very important. I mean, we're in the age of social media. You can see what everyone is doing at any time of the day, and it's a lot. I just have to say for Instagram, because we all compare ourselves and things like that, which we get into in this episode, but just trust me, when it comes to the gram, nobody is as successful as Instagram makes them look. Nobody is as pretty as filters are making them look. Really, the only healthy and worthwhile comparison is to compare yourself from yesterday versus who you are today. That's it. That's all you got to focus on. That's what I'm trying to do. Just focus who I was yesterday to today and, uh, and go from there. I don't have to worry about what the hell anybody else is doing because there's no good that comes from that. And when it comes to dealing with mental health on my end, I love me some therapy, big advocate for it. I've been going for years and it's done a lot. It's really been transformative for me. It's not everyone's cup of tea. I respect that. Uh, but again, it's done a lot for me. With therapy, that helps me mentally, but I also have to make sure I don't neglect, you know, physically and my emotional health and my spirituality, like all those things. And as things are opening up and life is getting back to normal, I'm like, oh, shit. Um, Sometimes it's it's a lot to balance everything and while maintaining a career and relationships and all that as well. Um, It could be a little overwhelming. But I'm just taking baby steps. Like one thing I started doing is making sure that I have a little breakfast in the morning. It's like a simple thing to do, uh, but sometimes I skip it. Sometimes I won't eat it for a full day, not because I don't want to. It's because I just get so busy right now that I literally forget to eat food, which shouldn't be doing to my body. Um, so I've been making chia pudding. Have you guys ever had chia pudding? Oh my God, it's so good. I make a little chia pudding, put it in the fridge the night before. I make it for the week and it's good to go. But Chia pudding has made my morning so enjoyable. I love it. If you've never had it, just give it a chance. It doesn't have a lot of flavor. You can actually pick and choose what flavors you like. This is just a good base. But I was talking to my nutritionist that I've been working with now about meals that I could make that are easy breezy, quick, 
um, but they get the most bang for their buck. I'm getting the most health benefits from it because I don't have a lot of time, uh, but I want to still make sure I'm getting my vitamins and I'm eating good food that like nourishes me because that's important. Uh, so he recommended chia pudding and now I'm obsessed, but I learned that, okay, here's some little stats for you about chia seeds, right? So chia seeds, they have 64% more potassium than a banana, two times the antioxidants of blueberries. It's 41% of your daily fiber intake has five times more calcium than milk, 100% more omega-3 fatty acids than salmon, three times more iron than spinach. 20% of it is protein and 32% of your daily magnesium you'll get from just two tablespoons of chia seeds. It's also amazing for metabolism, weight loss, digestive health, skin, hair, nails, anti-aging. It increases your energy. It's a superfood for the brain. I mean, it's good for your heart, normalizes your blood sugar. The benefits just keep coming. There's a lot. So I'm not like a brand ambassador for chia seeds. Like swipe up. Like I have a new chia seed farm. No, I just enjoy them. And I want to share my recipe with you and maybe you'll like it too, but it's definitely good. And if you have kids that are picky, uh, this is a good one for them too. But basically I've tried so many different recipes. This is the best one for overnight chia pudding. Um, okay. So try this out. You take one fourth cup of chia seeds. Okay. Just pour them into the bowl and you take one cup of, I like vanilla almond milk, You could use whatever kind you want. If you want a dairy option, I'm going the non-dairy route for me. And then you give that a little bit of a mix, put it in a glass container and put it inside the fridge and let it sit overnight. About 45 minutes into it being in the fridge, just give it one more stir and you're good to go. Then I pull it out of the fridge the next day and I have this chia pudding base. Looks like alien type yogurt. (laughs) So some people will add actual yogurt to the chia pudding. Um, that's not what I do, but I know that's very popular with people. Uh, but I basically just start seasoning it up and I have that for breakfast. So I'll add a couple tablespoons of agave, um, or I'll use honey. And then I add a little sprinkle or two of cinnamon and then I top it with some bananas and I'm set and it fills me up. It's delicious. And yeah, that's your little low life recipe. Try it and let me know what you think. You guys would be like, this sucks. No. (laughs) It's good. I swear you can make it as sweet as you want or whatever, because there's not a ton of flavor to it besides the vanilla almond milk. So and now I'm loving my little chia pudding ritual in the morning. Like it gives me time to decompress. I'm not on my phone. I'll just eat my chia pudding. I'll journal and just take a little bit of time for myself. And it's really made a difference in the way I start my day and then kind of just I reap the benefits of that throughout the day. And it just makes for a good week. So hopefully you try it. Let me know what you think. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE.
On to today's guest. Okay, we have Jessamine Stanley. If you don't know who she is, you're going to love her and know all about her today. She's an author. She's a fellow podcast host. She's a queer advocate. She is an internationally acclaimed voice in wellness. She's highly sought after for her insights on 21st century yoga and intersectional. So her first book was Everybody Yoga, Let Go of Fear, Get on the Mat, Love Your Body. It was all about body positivity and her introduction to yoga. And she takes you on that journey, which was great. Then she wrote a second book, which just came out literally like this week. It's called Yoke, Y-O-K-E, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance. And it's an interesting read because... I mean, the first one is talking about yoga and, again, getting introduced to it. This one is how she applies yoga to all aspects of her life. And I'm like, oh, interesting. She's applying the principles of yoga that she's learned to her body image, to body positivity, self-love, race, sex, I mean, sexuality, even cannabis use. She's applied everything she's learned in yoga. And then this next book explores how she's used everything she's learned in yoga and applied it to all aspects of her life. So in this interview, which she was in demand because her book's just coming out. So she was doing a press tour and had Good Morning America and all these interviews lined up. So I'm so glad that she decided to stop here at the Low Life Podcast. And we talk about imposter syndrome and stepping outside of your box, and getting out of your comfort zone and knowing that it's okay to fail, something I'm learning every single day. We also talk about the hustle culture, especially with millennials, that mentality of like hustle, go, go, go. We dive into that a little bit of social media. And of course, finding your purpose, which this queen has definitely done. And her goal and mission in life is to now help you do that. So it was really nice to have her on the show. So without further ado, let's jump into a conversation with Jessamine Stanley. Welcome to The Low Life, the crazy talented Jessamine Stanley. Okay, I like Welcome. that song, first of okay. all. Thank all you right. so just much so. for having me. <laughs> Honored to be here with you and just really grateful to be welcomed in via music. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, I know you're a big fan of music because I started following you on the gram and I was very impressed by your record collection. I was like, oh, damn, she is like a little human jukebox. Amazing. I'm so glad that you said that. Legit, that was my nickname in high school. I feel so seen right now. I'm so grateful. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, I was also a DJ at my college radio station, which is oh, my, shit. I like, I care about music. It's a Oh, same. <laughs> yeah. All genres, by the way. All genres. There's every genre has something to teach. I'm really going through a Dolly Parton thing right now. Oh, also, bless. Where it's like she, I mean, you know, we say your name, Dolly. She is really everything yeah. and anything. So, yeah. yes, I love an eclectic music moment. For sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, same. Well, I wanted to start off with I know when it comes to yoga, I actually just started loving me some yoga uh, while I was in, you know, the whole pandemic quarantine situation. And I got really into it. It really helped me. But, you know, I have to say, I'm just thinking about um, American yoga in the sense of like the Lululemon wearing, kombucha drinking, whole food shopping, granola tasting, traditionally known with like, I don't know, 
white chicks. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You know, honestly, like I've never thought that yoga was for me because of that mental image. Legit. Yeah. I was like, I don't, Lululemon doesn't sell my size. Kombucha tastes like vinegar. I'm not here for this. Like, I don't need it at all. And that was a huge part of like never even starting. And honestly, I think a lot of people have felt that way. I'm still, it's it's a weird thing to say, like, I'm grateful for the pandemic, but I do feel like the pandemic opened opportunities for us to practice spirituality more openly and like it being more normalized to be like, yeah, I need to take care of myself. I need to actually like tune into what's going on inside my body. And so it really took down those boundaries. And I love that. Yeah. Well, your first book was great because it was actually exploring like yoga, you know, going into that whole world, which good for you, Queen. It's so good. But now taking that mindset of yoga, which for the listener out there, you know, applying it to your everyday life. I think that's powerful. But for someone that is like just has that idea of the Lululemon type of thing and applying it to their everyday life, I think that's very powerful. But what do you mean by that? Totally. So I think that yoga, when it is talked about in the mainstream, is always about fitness. It's always like about postures and sequences. And a lot of it gets wrapped up in studio culture. And like we were talking about these ideas of what it means to be a yoga practitioner. But really, yoga is my like ratchet millennial American definition of yoga is yoke. That's why I call it the book yoke. It means union. It means bringing together. Yoga is all about bringing together the different parts of yourself, the good and the bad, the light and the dark. It's about really accepting that we all sit at the center of a bunch of different intersections and that really what it looks like to be in the present moment to experience balance, let's Mm. say, that what that really looks like is accepting that you're just a bundle of contradictions, that there's a bunch of different, there's chaos at the center of those intersections. And, And I felt like after writing Everybody Yoga, honestly, I knew I was gonna need to write yoga while I was writing Everybody Yoga because Everybody Yoga is perfect if you're like just trying to figure out how to start a yoga practice. Like you can read that book and go from sitting on the couch to practicing downward facing dog by the end of it. But once you actually start practicing yoga, you realize that there's all of this other stuff that comes up too. And that's what yoga Mm. is about, the yoga of everyday life. Oh my God. Yes, it is. Okay. Speaking of yoke, I loved in the book, (laughs) this was in like the first two chapters. And you're talking about how it wasn't your actual editor. It was an editor who had sent you a little like, oopsies, correction. And you talk about imposter syndrome. So this is two parts. First of all, I'm familiarized with imposter syndrome. I think we've all gone through it to some extent. But for the listener who has no idea what imposter syndrome is, they probably are dealing with that shit right now. Um, Literally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also, like, so if you can help explain that one for the listener, because you really, I feel like, masterful in the way that you talk about it in your book. And then also, um, in that moment for you, when you talk about it, that moment, why it resonates for you, I'm so glad you included it because I just felt you in that because I was like, Oh my God, same, especially in this podcast space. When I mess up on things, it just sends me 
like, oh my goodness. Okay, well, so imposter syndrome, I would define imposter syndrome as feeling like you're not good enough or feeling like you don't know enough or feeling like you're an imposter, like you are kind of conning everybody in whatever work it is that you're doing. And maybe that work is just the work of being a human being. Mm. But I have found that imposter syndrome has been like the golem in my life. It's been like this, this thing that I don't want to acknowledge and a fear of actually accepting my imposter syndrome has been really at the root of so much. And it's a running theme throughout yoga. And I actually think that first essay is the first essay that I wrote, period. Like actually, it ended up being the first essay in the book and I think it's the first one that I wrote. And it came out really organically because it was something, I don't wanna give too much away. So if you, uh, you can actually read this in in Yoke, but what I really came to from the experience in the first essay was recognizing that it is okay to feel like an imposter, that imposter syndrome is fine. It's not a big, it's not something that I need to be ashamed of. It's something that is a part of my growth. It's a part of my evolution as a human being. And, and I think that pretending like stuff isn't there and like not wanting to look under the covers, not wanting to say or do the hard thing, that is at the root of so much unhappiness for myself and and I would think probably for a lot of people. And so just being able to like take air your own dirty laundry, take out your own trash, say like, this is who I am. This is what it is. And yeah, it don't look good and it don't smell right. good, but it's okay. I think that is a power, a part of the power, just accepting the vulnerability. Yeah, no, I love that. And when it comes to, you know, getting into this world of yoga, there's a lot to it. And I mean, I think that you, you mentioned something about, you know, not being all knowing when it comes to the world of yoga and almost putting that little bit of pressure on yourself, which I get completely, but giving yourself, I guess, permission to like be okay where you're at. Exactly. Yeah. There's this thing where at least, and I can only speak for myself, but there's a feeling of wanting to have every answer or always know what you should be doing. And the reality is that we're all just children walking around. Like you just, as you get older, you're just a bigger child and you're just learning as you go and you make mistakes and you slip and you fall and and all of that is okay. That it's okay to not know everything. It's okay to to learn from other people. And I think this is something that um, I talk about it toward the end of yoke, but accepting that everyone has something to teach you, that even someone who maybe they are coming at you in a really aggressive way, maybe they have their own motivations, whatever, they are still a teacher. And being able to just accept that and be okay with it and be okay with not knowing I think that especially as a as a digital entrepreneur, I, you know, I own the the Underbelly uh, Wellness platform, and I own 
We Go High North Carolina Cannabis Justice Initiative. Oh, that's Being cool. Being in these spaces where, and I, I think that, and it to as a podcaster also with Dear Jessamine, there's so much constantly that you just don't know and that you're just learning along the way. And, and that's the exciting part, I think, is not knowing. But we get so fixated on the destination and needing to have the final answer that you can't appreciate that the sweetness and the naivety of not knowing and so I think a lot of the journey for me through yoke and and beyond is really accepting that it's okay to just be on the journey it's okay mm. to not have the answer and that that is really the fun part is just learning yeah being a student forever you student. human sponge just soaking it up really though I think that's the way to do it when it comes to this pandemic I mean, people have been going through it, not feeling so good about themselves, being extra hard on themselves. And I look at it like, well, and you put yourself out there with social media and the podcast. And even as an author, you open yourself up to criticism. And I mean, I think you speak to even being your own worst critic at times and keeping that monster, that golem at bay. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Uh, But but I'm just curious, like, How did you get to that point where you could just conquer your fears? And for someone listening right now that's holding themselves back or thinking that they're inadequate or they're not good enough to even like jump into, let's say, trying something like yoga. Some people, I mean, I've even suffered from that personally. Like I won't want to do something in a like group setting, for example, like let's say yoga, unless I kind of like was practicing and got it kind of down, at least the fundamentals beforehand. (laughs) Like, why am I like, I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like sometimes you just got to go into it free falling and see what happens. But, but for someone like you, who's overcome obstacles and being your own worst enemy, I'd love for you to give some advice to listeners out there, how they and freaking try and do that to become better versions of themselves, you know, especially coming off of a pandemic, you know, advice for, for someone, you know, who's like really going through it, you know? First of all, I fully identify with this person. I identify with this sentiment. I still to this day experience, if it's something that I have never done before or that I feel unsure of myself with, I'm definitely not comfortable doing, just like jumping right into it with a big group of people watching me. I definitely feel very self-conscious. And I think that my yoga practice has been really good practice for just seeing what it is to just go with it and try not to think about other people. I think that is my biggest advice for anybody in any situation where you are feeling self-doubt is to try not to think about what other people think. And I say this, and I think it sounds both simple and hard at the same time. It's like, Mm. okay, great. Yeah. I stopped thinking about what other people think. Now, what do I do next? That's all you need to do. And if you need a model, look at children. Like if you look at a child who is under the age of five, they are not pressed about anybody else. They are not thinking (laughs) about whether or not somebody else believes that they can do stuff. They're just going at it because they don't have any choice. They're just that that's the only option is to just move forward and to go from a place of innocence. And I think that remembering that you are still a child, that you are still that tender baby that needs to be held and that is scared of the dark, all of those things are still there. And you can really nurture that child and say, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. And for me, 
from a, like thinking about the first times that I practiced yoga in a group setting, I was very self-conscious. I was yeah. definitely scared to go. I, w- I was scared to even be in the room with other people. I was not wearing the same. Co- it seemed like everybody had picked out their outfit together before. Sure. It seemed oh, like cute. they all had like, re- <laughs> like they'd rehearsed the, the sequences beforehand. <laughs> and I was like, should I even be here? Like, I don't know the steps. When, when was this? When was this first yoga moment for you? So my very first yoga class, I was 16. At the time, my aunt was obsessed with Bikram yoga. I don't know if you've ever tried Bikram yoga. That's where you're sweating sweating it out. Exactly. And she was like obsessed with it. And she's like, oh my God, you should come with me. And I just remember it being one of the worst experiences ever. I talk about this more in Everybody Yoga. So if you're curious, you can look into that. But I really felt like it was the worst. And I was like, I'm never doing yoga again. And it wasn't until I was in graduate school, this was like seven years later, I tried yoga again. Another friend of mine was, she was also obsessed with yoga, specifically Bikram yoga. And I went with her and it was the most alienating experience. Like not Mm. only did I already believe that I hated yoga but I also was like the only fat person I was the only black person it was a very Mm. alienating experience but I didn't realize how much of my unhappiness was coming from never stepping outside of boxes like I decided the kind of person that I am and that is all I ever allowed myself to do I never allowed myself to step beyond that and so a huge part of the practice for me in the beginning especially was just saying I'm just going to do this, you know, and I might fall down and everyone in the room is going to see me fall down and the teacher is going to see me and they're all going to know that I don't know what I'm doing and I'm still just going to do it. And that switch, being able to flip that switch, I'm telling you, it has been revolutionary in my life. Legit, it has opened up so many doors, way more doors than just what happens on a yoga mat. And so to that person who is saying, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I shouldn't even try. Really consider how much you think about what other people think of you. And then think that every person that you think is thinking about you is really just thinking that you're thinking about them. Oh my God, really though. It's just an endless cycle and you can end it by believing that you have the answers and you can just try and you can fall down and it's okay to fall down. Yeah. Well, I love that. I always, I forgot who said this quote, but looking left to right, you're always going to trip up and fall. Just, you just look at yourself, stay looking forward. I mean, I apply that I'm a stylist full time in my normal life and, you know, doing all that red carpets and all that sort of thing. And if I'm looking at what everyone else is doing, other stylists, I'm like, oh God, like I should be doing more or whatever. Oh my God, the, I'm my own worst enemy at times. I'm just trying to work on that, you know? I think it all the time. It's one of my like base business philosophies truly is that you look right down the center. It's always, it's like thinking like a racehorse. If you stay on your own track, you stay in your own lane. Don't worry about what other people are doing. It's the racehorses that look left to right that will fall. If you just look straight down the alley at what you are doing, you will always hit your mark. You'll always win your race because you're running your own race. But it's hard. Like I I say it like it's easy, but it's hard. And it's a day-to-day thing. And I definitely would never claim to have mastered anything. It is a practice. Yeah. 
Well, I was going to, speaking of like being a horse in the race, my God, I think as a fellow millennial that you could probably relate to this, but there's this hustle culture, this hustle mentality. We got to grind, wake, you know, rise and grind. Let's hit it, Queens. Here we go. Make that (laughs) money, get that coin, which is great. You know, I I definitely want to hustle. (laughs) But at the same time, I'm like, sometimes you just got to take a beat. And that's why I think your book, just to circle back, is a beautiful thing to put in this world truly because I I want you to touch on that but that mentality that I think is just almost ingrained in a specific generation it I think it could be unhealthy and I'm I'm, I think this pandemic is is a big reset button and books like yours these beautiful essays are kind of like hold on it's shining a mirror on like yeah hustle is important but is it everything do we need to be hustling all the time what the hell are we hustling for I know we all want money but like that's kind of I would love for you to touch on that we must ask, what are we hustling for? What is it that we're really striving for? This is something I talked about a little bit in the essay, Wealth and Other American Values. This idea that we're slaves to capitalism, that we have to be in a constant pursuit of power and ambition. And it's really more than anything, the hustle is just boring. After a while, it's just boring. It doesn't mean anything. It's It has no purpose. And I think that a lot of that is really just coming from like wanting to compare ourselves against each other. Like social media makes it so much worse because we're all showing each other like very specific facets of our lives. And so we're doing this like compare, contrast, ooh, who has this thing, who has that thing, all this stuff that like, really has nothing to do with just being a human and just Mm. existing and like going through just living your life. And I think that when you set a vision, when you set a mission, when you have purpose, when you're moving from a space of the universe has called me to do this. I am doing what is needed. Then there is no question. Ambition is just like dressing on top. It's not really the most important thing. But when you move from a place of purpose, that's the key. And I think that sometimes purpose will feel like dressing. It'll feel like just something a little bit extra on top, but that has to be the motivating uh, force. But yeah, I mean, I think, I really feel like the pandemic has offered us so much opportunity to really evaluate the reasons that we do anything and the reasons that we do everything and to, to be more accepting of ourselves overall. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. But I wanted to do a quick round of rapid fire. Here we freaking go. Cottage on the beach or cabin in the woods. Oh my God. Cottage on the beach. You gotta. Okay. We're going with a celebrity crush, male, female, whatever you want to choose. Then I'm like a Ryder Strong thing from Boy Meets World back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Every girl that I've ever liked has looked a little bit like Ryder Strong on Boy Meets World. So I think it's just... Uh, So good. If your belly button had a magical power, any power, when you press that belly button, what would you make your belly button do? You could do anything you want. Oh my goodness. Hard hitting questions here. <laughs> uh, it would just shine a light so bright that it really kills all negativity. Just all just a bright beam of happiness. You freaking care bear. So <laughs> sweet. Definitely. <laughs> what is your uh absolute favorite go-to cheat meal? 
Oh my goodness. Egg McMuffin. You got egg mm. sausage egg and cheese McMuffin from McDonald's. Oh damn, so good. Like an egg McMuffin at an airport hits different. So good. <laughs> nothing like it. After you rush through and you like think you're gonna miss your flight, yeah. nothing like it. Treat yourself. Uh when are you most inspired? Oh, wow. Um, at like four o'clock in the morning, that's a good hour for me. Like, mm. I feel like between four and 7 a.m., there's a very specific type of inspiration. Yeah. And movie that is a mood changer for you. One you've watched more than once, you could probably even quote it for the listeners. But mm. you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't quote it. But I do love watching Dave Chappelle's Black Party. I love so many movies. I cannot believe this is the movie that I'm thinking of right now. But I just think it's it's great. It always puts me in a great mood. The music yeah. is amazing. Yeah, amazing. Uh, what is your top love language? Are you familiar with, you know, physical touch, oh, acts of yes. service, words of affirmation, gifts, quality time? <gasps> yeah. What's your, I guess, top of the list for you? Quality time is my most, uh, the, that's the love language that I speak most fluently. I feel like it's what I can give most. Yeah. The last show you binge watched? Probably Gossip Girl for like the 40th time. I'm obsessed with that show. And are you, I had to rewatch are you down it for the new one? Drop the new one. I have to. You got to know. You, okay, I just got to know. I, I, are you are you a GG person? Obsessed. XO, XO. You got it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, something that people commonly get wrong about you? <laughs> oh man I'm actually very introverted um I think that I seem like an extrovert because I'm frequently naked on the internet but I've always <laughs> felt like social media is an introvert's game actually low-key so yeah, yeah I would say I'm an introvert nobody guesses that yeah uh when you die and you come back to this world let's say we believe in reincarnation at this point um which animal are you choosing to come back as queen God, I'm coming back as like an overcared for lap dog. Like that is just the <laughs> life. Or a cat that it just like has endless food yeah. and can roam the neighborhood. I'm basically coming back as my pets. Yeah, perfect. And then the last one, I always like to leave the listeners on a high. Um, so if you have a great quote, something that you like to live by, words to live by, it could be a personal quote or something that a friend or anything. Um, but if you could just take us out on a little bit of a this feel good moment, you know, <laughs> my go-to quote that I think of all the time is it's so deep in me that I literally had to have it tattooed on my upper arm. Oh, it's yeah. from a Sia song called the church of what's happening now. And she says, throw away yesterday. Today is a brand new day. And I think that all the time, anytime I'm having a bad day or any, even if it's in the middle of a bad day, I just say, I can start restart from here, throw away yesterday. Today mm. is a brand new day. Oh, amen. I think we're going to end it right there. What a perfect little place to end this. Thank you so much for coming on. You are the best. And I've been I've been watching you. I started following you on the gram. And uh, I, I went into stalking the hell out of you, watching interviews that you've done. And I'm like, oh, introverted. But what a delight. I mean, you just lit up Good Morning America. I'm like, God, she's incredible. Oh, Lord. Yeah, well, so. I just am honored to be here with you. And I'm grateful yeah. to be in community. And I hope yeah. that when I'm in Southern California that we can... Oh my God! Yes, please. I'm over here in uh, in Hollywood, California. Anytime you want to hang, yeah. I'm here. Would love to see you. Yeah, thank you again so much. And uh, yeah, Mwah. have a wonderful have a rest of your day. Good luck on the press junket. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. All right, I just have to say thank you. Gracias to my listeners, my low lifers. Really though, 
uh, this little community that we've built is incredible. And I'm so, so thankful for it. This little shit show of a podcast has, has turned into something very special. That means so much to me. And I'm, again, very grateful to have you as a listener. I know there are thousands of podcasts out there, hundreds that are launching every single day. Uh, so for you to take the time to be here with me, uh, it means a lot. And also taking the time to rate this podcast, uh, leave a review and follow it on Apple Podcasts helps so much in keeping this little shit show afloat. So really, thank you so much for taking the time to do that, especially with an up and comer like The Low Life. Um, new podcasts that are out there, if you want to show your support, leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts really helps. Uh, it goes into the analytics and it helps with getting sponsors. It helps with everything. Um, so again, you guys taking the time to do that means everything. And you could leave anything you wanted to be. You could leave a little dick emoji, throw a couple tamales my way, a couple unicorns for fun, uh, or you can write an actual message, which a lot of you have done. The more reviews, the better. And I've had listeners that have written multiple reviews, which again, thank you for doing that. It helps tremendously. And I'm giving back to the low lifers. And I just want to show my gratitude to you and say thank you uh, with gifts, because who doesn't love free shit? So I'm opening up the low life gifting suite and I'm selecting people at random in the reviews. So if you leave a review, put your Instagram handle on there because I'm picking people at random and I'm sending some amazing little treats your way. Skincare products, beauty products, some fashion stuff that I love, gifts from our sponsors and gift cards and a bunch of other treats. There's some Amazon finds in there, some pickle chips, <laughs> a bunch of other goodies, little trashy sangria mix. Yeah, I'm doing these gifts to just show my appreciation to the listeners. And, and plus the stuff that I enjoy, like my favorite things, I'd love for you to enjoy them too. Like if you've never had pickle popcorn, boom, you're about to get a bag of it. Or some of the Amazon things that we talked about for the shit you didn't know you need summer edition episode. If you haven't tried any of those things yet, well, now you can try a couple of them on me. So yeah, I'll be sending treats out to my listeners, which I'm excited about. I want to take a moment to shout out some listeners that have taken the time to write beautiful reviews. Thank you for that. All right. First one up, I want to shout out Andrea Lee Baby. Wait, did I say that right? Andrea Lee Babe with double E. And her handle is, oh, I love it. Beauty by Andrea Lee. All right. Five stars. And she wrote, low. I still stand by my low for president review, but I have to leave another. <laughs> I'm not running for president, Andrea. No chance in hell. <laughs> Uh, she continues to write, I'm listening to your summer barbecue podcast and I only do Kloss and Pickles as well, but everyone thinks I'm crazy. So I'm dying laughing as you're explaining it to Elliot. <laughs> yeah, Elliot, I could not get him to eat a freaking Kloss and Pickle. He tried a couple other things, which was fun and our little cabin retreat, but he still says no to the pickles. But please bring JLo and KB back soon. Also, I would probably sell my soul to have the queen... <laughs> I would probably sell my soul to have the queen come back to talk about entrepreneurship. I love you. You're my favorite. And happy birthday, puta. Well, don't worry, Andrew. You don't have to sell your soul to Lucifer because your wish has been granted. Uh, the queen is coming back and we're going to do an episode on entrepreneurship very soon. And she's been through the ringer with some crazy shit that's happened to her. I've learned so much about business. She's a brilliant mind when it comes to talking entrepreneurship and business and building your own company. And so I can't wait for that. So that's coming up very soon. Stay tuned. All right. The next review comes from Mrs. Burnett 4514. All right. Mrs. Burnett writes, I've listened since day one and can honestly say I've thoroughly enjoyed every single episode. Working directly with COVID in the ICU for the past year and a half has been more than difficult. And your podcast has been such a pick me up every week. Oh, wow. 
She's a freaking healthcare hero. <gasps> this queen. All right, she writes, you have the perfect amount of serious episodes and conversations while also making me cry tears of laughter alone in my car, looking like a crazy person. Never stop being you and bringing us the most amazing content. Love you and your podcast so much, Puta. Heart. <gasps> oh, that's beautiful. Oh, my God. Okay, Mrs. Burnett over here at work in ICU. I'm sure you're working crazy hours. And yeah, that's a lot. I get it. First of all, thank you for all you do. Our healthcare heroes are so important. And this last year has really shined a light on how important these people are, how selfless they are in their careers, and just how important they are for society. Like, yeah, getting us through a pandemic. So again, thank you for doing that. No matter what you do in a hospital, whether you're working maintenance or a front desk or you're nursing or you're a doctor or any sort of administration, uh, human resources, whatever you're doing in a hospital, you're, you're making an impact and you're helping people. And, and it's beautiful. So again, thank you for that review. All right, next review comes from Mills Stacia or Stasia, M-I-L-L-S-S-T-A-C-I-A. And she's at Stacy A. Mills 14, or is it Stasia? I don't know, but I love it either way. <laughs> she writes, five stars, be ready to fall in love because I have. I'm unapologetically obsessed with low to the point my husband is slightly concerned. <laughs> Little does he know he has nothing to worry about. Yeah, he doesn't. Don't worry, queen. Not on that team, okay? Uh, Lowe's bright and grounding personality helped 2020 feel less isolating as the weekly pods filled my kitchen and car rides. I've been an OG listener and fan since day one. He's simply a good soul. And I look forward to great convos and laughs every Thursday when a new episode drops. I'm a low lifer for life, sending lots of love from Nashville. <gasps> She's a Nashville queen. Come visit and I'll come running with jars of cloths and pickles and iced coffee. <laughs> Heart, rainbow, avocado. Oh my God, that sounds like literal diarrhea and sign me up. I love it. I fly in at 10 p.m. on the 28th. No, um, actually, so I was supposed to be going to Nashville in August. That was the plan. Caitlin's actually doing the Bachelorette filming here in L.A. So she's not even going to be in Nashville back home until like end of August, early September. So we picked another time for me to go out, which works out even better because then Caitlin will obviously be home. Jason will be there too. They won't be traveling and, and I can enjoy like a solid two, maybe three, maybe six weeks with them. <laughs> so I decided I'm going to fly out for Jason's birthday. So that's in October. I spent last year's birthday with him and it was so cute. So this year I'm going to be with him for his birthday. We'll probably do Halloween together too. And I just can't wait. Um, so yeah, fall in Nashville. <gasps> I got to get my outfits ready. It's going to be the best. All right, we have time for one more review. This one's coming from uh, Lisa Coda, L-I-S-A-K-O-D-A. All right, Lisa writes, can you see my reviews? Five stars. <laughs> she writes, five stars. I love the low life. It's the best podcast if you want to love, love, and be happy. Eggplant, eggplant, eggplant. <laughs> Just throwing dicks on there. This is my third review because I can't see the other two. <gasps> oh, Lisa, thank you so much for leaving multiple reviews. That helps so much. Uh, the more reviews, the better. So I appreciate you. I'm so happy that this episode can make you smile, laugh at times, and just feel good because that's the main objective for me uh, with this show is that there's always some sort of a takeaway or you leave feeling just good uh, because there's just so much dark shit happening in the world that I'm like, not on my watch, not on this show. I hope you guys have a beautiful weekend ahead. Get some sun, maybe have a little chia pudding for breakfast. Enjoy yourself, but don't forget to drink your water, puta, because I know you're thirsty. We love you! And I'm out. Bye, guys. We keep it moving. Yeah, we do. Yeah.